International rugby coverage on the Country Sport Breakfast is proudly brought to you by Access Solutions, elevating you and your business to a higher level. We're off to the UK now, well, to talk about uh, the disaster on Saturday morning New Zealand time at Twickenham. The All Blacks suffering their heaviest defeat of all time. Sorry to rub it in like that. South Africa uh, smacked New Zealand 35-7 at Twickenham, dominating up front even before Lock Scott Barrett received his second yellow and became the... First All Black in history to be red-carded twice. Joining us on the CSB this morning, the man that had to sit through it all on the world's longest rugby game, I think, <laughs> Elliot Smith. Morning, Elliot. Morning, BK, or evening, rather, from uh, from London. As, uh, yes, the All Blacks have departed uh, the UK to, to head over to Germany and get things uh, prepared for the Rugby World Cup. But uh, you know, two days on, still processing how on earth that unfolded at Twickenham. It couldn't have got off to any worse start for uh, for Fozzie, really, and the ABs. Injury cards, the heaviest loss of all time. Having to deal with a ref and a TEO, do you think the All Blacks are struggling with the Northern Hemisphere refing system now? Uh, well, they, they adapt quite well, I think, now to, to the likes of Wayne Barnes and, and Luke Pearce. They've managed to find how they referee, but certainly Matthew Carley on Friday night, my time, picked out things in the All Blacks especially their line-out defence that um, he didn't like. He thought we were in breach of the rules. And, and that, to be fair, the All Blacks really didn't adapt uh, over the course of, especially that first 20 minutes. They kept getting penalised for the same thing. They didn't really adapt. I know Sam Kane went up to uh, Matthew Carley and, and sort of pointed out that South Africa were throwing jumpers over in the line-out. But um, I, I think it's on the All Blacks to adapt to how it's being refereed. And I think they failed to do so uh, in that match. And, and certainly... In the opening sort of 25 minutes or thereabouts, they'll put on the back foot. There was a real run of penalties to kick things off. So um, I, I think not necessarily all the Northern Hemisphere referees, but they failed to adapt to the one that was refereeing that game in particular. And you just simply can't do that uh, as we head into a World Cup where you don't learn the lessons of what the referees basically trying to tell you. I think that's probably the case. When, when a penalty is awarded, the referee's trying to tell you something. Occasionally... You know, it's not rolling away, all that sort of thing. But if you're, um, you know, a player or a team getting penalised consistently, there's a bit of a message there that simply wasn't getting through to the All Blacks. That first half, 62 minutes, I think it was. That that had to be some kind of record. Oh, oh it was far too long, in all honesty, BK. You look at some of the Super Rugby games this year and, and they've really tried to tighten up the amount of time being played in these games and, and make sure they're quicker and more of a viewing spectacle. We, we didn't get that on... Uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, your time uh, around that. As you said, first half was was more than an hour long. Uh, that's simply not good enough for a. You know, I think if we if we if we peer it right back, BK. You know, sport is entertainment, and um, you know, win or lose, you know, there's entertainment on the line. I, I think that was lost a wee bit, and that is being lost a wee bit by the constant TMO referrals, the interference. There was a lot of. Um, stoppages during that game. I mean, Tyrell Lomax went, uh, went down injured. That probably chewed up a good five minutes plus. You know, the decision around Sam uh, Scott Barrett as well chewed up a few more minutes. So uh, it's an entertainment spectacle at the end of the day, BK. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, rugby, world rugby would be um, smart to remember that as we enter into a World Cup, which is the showpiece where you're going to have a lot of casual fans viewing. Um, you know, I think yeah. the All Blacks were fully deserving of that defeat on Friday night, but the um, the amount of time it took to from start to completion was far too long. And I think that needs to be 
stamped out, um, especially as we head into you know the tournament um, and, and the showpiece of world rugby. Yeah, now, talking about uh, Scott Barrett and his suspension, the All Blacks entering into the World Cup opener with two fit locks, so alarm bells must be ringing there if he does get dropped for a couple of games. Well, if he does, yeah, I mean, that's the big question, isn't it? And if he does, then they will have to start Sam Whitelock and Tupovai in that first game and pretty much go in hoping they can both play 80 minutes and maybe uh, trying to teach Luke Whitelock the arts of uh, you know being a lock in the, the intervening two weeks um, of this team because Shannon Frizzell's that injured, Brody Retallick, uh, Sima Penny Finau, they didn't even select in their 33-man squad. So they are really light on not only locks, but players that can maybe play locks uh, lock at a pinch. And they simply don't have any of those at the moment. So um, your fingers and, and toes, I'm sure, crossed it the All Blacks base in Germany to make sure that, uh, or hope rather, that uh, Scott Barrett doesn't receive further sanction for the, the clean-out on Malcolm Marks and that they get away with it, uh, so to speak, to use a phrase that I think George Ford used on Owen Farrell uh, a few weeks ago. And um, they have a relatively full complement, barring uh, Retallick, um, uh, Frizzell, <coughs> excuse me, and Lomax, to pick from when they get to this World Cup in a, in a couple of weeks' time. Nasty gash on Terrell Lomax's around uh, his knee area. Any word on on how he is? How long he'll be out? Yeah, oh, I mean, thirty stitches he had to have yeah. there, BK into his thigh. Uh, that's pretty nasty. And um, the the word is that uh, he won't be ready for that first game uh, against France. So you consider now you, without Frizzell uh, and, and without Retallick, maybe without Barrett as well, and, and definitely without Lomax. That could be four of the regular starters in the mm. uh, front eight out of the game. So that's a, it's a really big blow even before we kick off uh, in that match. Uh, look, Lomax, I suspect, will miss the first couple of games uh, of the tournament. Uh, there's a suggestion that he'll be right to go in a f- about two or three weeks uh, from what I'm hearing. Um, so that would mean he missed the first couple of games. There's a big two-week gap between their second pool game and their third. That might be... Uh, the key point where they look to get him back out on the park or make a firm decision as to whether he's out of the tournament. So they're going to give him a chance. Uh, Ian Foster said in his day after media conference they don't anticipate making any changes with the information they have at this point in time. But um, so far, I mean, the World Cup hasn't even started yet, but it's got off on a pretty bad foot if you're the All, if you're the all Blacks. And not only if you're the All Blacks, if you're England as well. What's the talk at, at, at Twickenham <laughs> with England going down to Fiji yesterday? What's the backlash been like about that one? Oh, it's been huge. I mean, you, everywhere you look in the uh, English papers, the especially the rugby-renowned um, papers that English uh, media does put out, and they have been scathing of uh, what England turned out uh, in that performance on, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, my time, uh, Sunday morning, yours, it was a pretty limp effort from England. And there's been a few of those in the string of matches they've had leading up to this Rugby World Cup. They haven't really been able to find their rhythm. They're still under a new coach. If you consider Steve Borthwick new, he only got implemented into the role uh, in December of last year. So um, he's new. But then again, is so is uh, the Fijian coach, Simon Rawalui, who only took over earlier in the year, and he's been able to get this team absolutely pumping um, as they head into some, uh, you know, the Rugby World mm. Cup. So big questions uh, around England. I was actually we're at the game on Friday night, and there was a few English rugby junos there, and it was late into the evening as we were uh, writing our stories and, and uh, filing post-media conference, and one of the English-based uh, junos who was there said, oh, better be off. I've got to come back and watch the 
death of English rugby tomorrow. And <laughs> sure enough, they lost to Fiji the next day. And uh, yeah, so that probably explains or um, puts into context the, the bleak outlook on this English team as they head into this Rugby World Cup. Not a lot of faith in this part of the world that they'll uh, get up to much in the, in, in the tournament when it kicks off uh, next Friday, uh, our time. Samoa pushed our island. That was a close one. And just uh, earlier this morning, France beat Australia 41-17. So between now and the Cup starting, uh, what happens for the uh, for the All Black squad, Elliot? Yeah, well, they've departed out to Germany uh, for a few days for a training camp. But of course, their kit sponsor is Adidas. Uh, they're based in Germany and, and basically have built a city for the, the German football team to uh, build um, you know, their base there and pre- prepare for internationals and friendlies and World Cups and that sort of thing. Well, the All Blacks uh, are going to be using some of those facilities over the next few days, getting out of the, uh, the rugby bubble, as it were, um, and, and preparing uh, for the, the Rugby World Cup kickoff. So they'll get there for a few days and then they'll change uh, tack and, and get to uh, Leon on Friday, uh, local time. They'll have a welcoming ceremony there. And then basically from Saturday morning onwards, uh, they're into it in Rugby World Cup mode. That's when they officially enter uh, the Rugby World Cup. So next few days in Germany, then off to France and uh, into Rugby World Cup 2023. It's all come up rather quickly, BK. I like to think positive. I think it's a good wake-up call for the All Blacks. They've got a lot to work on, and we'll see a different team when they take on France for the opener. Elliot, enjoy the next couple of weeks. Cheers, BK. Catch you soon. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.